everyone and welcome to this episode of 10 out of 10 would recommend i am in the weirdest space right now because <laughs> it's like my two worlds have met so i can see gina who i host 10 out of 10 would recommend with and i can also see audrey Malena, who i host the receive podcast with <laughs> um, so this is like this is brilliant for me this is my two worlds meeting so yeah. i'm gonna do the 10 out of 10 introduction first and then i'm gonna get myself together to get a little bit yeah. dirtier and do the receipts one yeah yes okay. hi guys it's Talani here hi guys it's Gina Audrey formerly known as Ghana's Finest and your mama Sita Melana Sanchez ah. <laughs> honestly that felt so weird hearing you introduce something else yeah exactly it's uncomfortable. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's, it's so. It's so <laughs> Gina, we're a guest in your house today. It's so weird, but I love. Also, my favorite thing about the the bio for ten out of ten recommend is that it says like Tolly of the Receipts Podcast fame, Does and then it it's say like that. <laughs> yeah, it says that, and then it just says, and then it just says, and Gina who works at Netflix. It's like okay, oh. okay, <laughs> Don't you dare minimize that. That is a big deal. <laughs> I did not realise it said that at all, at all. But this all makes sense because I'm always in the receipts kind of talking about, I'm watching this, I'm watching this, I'm watching this. I'm actually guessed that we all kind of get to be in the same space. So it's going to be fun. How are you girls? I mean, I know, but these audience might not know. How, how, how are you girls? Yeah, really good. I'm, I'm really, really good. Yeah, exactly. I'm guessed to be here to see what you do when you're not with us. <laughs> yeah exactly and I'm here for the recommendations yeah that part yeah. as well exactly because you guys know me I don't be watching shit <laughs> perfect podcast for you then you can yeah. do it. like happy to have you have, but what have you not been doing through lockdown like if you've not been watching stuff Milena what have you been doing TikTok do you know what yeah TikTok got me for the first two weeks of lockdown I'm not gonna lie to you I was learning dances and doing the absolute most and I'm really mm-hmm. great at editing on that thing now but for what <laughs> It's not me. Um, yeah, but I have been watching some stuff, actually. I watched um, The Haunting of Hill Rise. That wasn't during lockdown, actually. I'm lying. But still, I watched that. That was really, really good. Do you like scared? Yeah, I just don't have time. No, I don't. I get scared. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can only watch scary things in the morning. I can't watch it before sleep, like, ever. Yeah, it has do you to know be what? in the morning. I prayed so hard after because it was one of them ones. It was like the same. It was the same feeling I felt when I watched The Nightmare on Elm Street. I was too scared to fall asleep. Oh yeah, that film's messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, like my imagination is so vivid. I remember when I used to listen to Serial, the podcast. I legitly used to have dreams about Adnan. Genuinely, Adnan was a part of my life. Like I was like, oh my god, I hope Adnan's okay. So like, I can't <laughs> watch things and not. Sometimes I would just casually just like be living my life and think about a character in a film. I'm like, oh, I hope they're still together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know it's, not, I know, I know it's not true. I know, but. Do you know who I think about all the time? And um, the characters from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I'm like, I really hope they're still together. I hope that yellow dress still fits her. I just hope oh, she's wow. happy. Wow. <laughs> you know? Do you know, I find that, um, so with scary things, yeah, I can't, things like um, like blatant like blatant horror, like that, I can yeah. watch that mm. at night and not feel away because I know that it's, because you're dark. I'm, I'm a dark, <laughs> twisted person. But also, I love that. I love that about you. <laughs> but also, I know that it's so make believe. But you know, things that are closer to real life that will scare me, like things with ghosts and ghouls and that. I can sleep on that. That's fine. Yeah. But like, there's a film on Netflix called The Stepfather. Oh, tell us about it. It's basically this film. I don't want to give too much away, but I definitely would recommend it if you like like dark thrillers. But it's about this woman that meets a guy. 
and they get together really, really quickly. And he basically tries to kill all her and all her kids. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a gen- that's like a general synopsis. However, it's really like um, it's just one of those kind of corny, corny films. But it's good. I think it's good. And I watched that during lockdown. Have you seen it? Oh my god, I haven't seen it. But can we talk about them kind of corny horror films? There's one, another one on Netflix that like Gabriel Union is it's in. Is that kind one. of like I love Beyonce with all of my heart, but I don't. I don't think acting is her bag. Mm. Yeah, it's like her purse. Do you know what I mean? It's her wallet. It's her wallet. It's her wallet. It's not even a, it's not even a wallet. It's the card holder. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's her card holder, but it's not her Birkin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, right. Yeah. It's not really her thing. But there's that genre of films is so popular because it's obsessed. There's Gone. There was the one with Omar X, which is, might be the worst film on Netflix ever. Mm. Um, yeah. What's that called? Is it Addicted or something? With Emma Epps and... That one called... Um, not, like, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Is it like a, a fall from grace? A fall from grace? No, that's oh, a Tyler Perry thing. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. That is the worst. That is the worst one on Netflix. No, I, think, <laughs> no, I don't think so. The one with um, Omar Epps is worse than a fall from grace. I'm sorry. I know we had this debate, but I truly think a, a fall from grace... Listen, a fall from grace, yeah? Now mm. that I've had some time to really think about it, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Like, the, the, what do you mean? Get out. <laughs> no, no, think about it. The premise is not that bad, and it's actually a lot of tangible learning moments in that. At least you're getting something from a fall from grace. The other one with Omar Epps, I actually. What did you learn before. from fall from grace? That you don't give men money. A point that we've always been honing in <laughs> from day one, and it just it just totally brought the po- it just brought the point back home. But the only thing from a fall from grace is just a bit sloppy that's the only thing but but the actual storyline and the plot and okay maybe the acting's not great but the message and the and the like the 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 plot is actually not bad it just wasn't executed with excellence okay so since we're here Mm. let's play let's play a little game okay i'm ready two out of ten wouldn't recommend netflix shows I'm it's like I don't want to get paid. You know what? I love, no, I love this because at the end of the day, I'm sure even Netflix would agree. Not everything is perfect. Not everything is for everybody. And I like that. Not everything yeah. should be good. I quite like watching bad films. No, I love every single show that's on Netflix. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. No, guys. The worst thing on Netflix. I'm not. The worst thing on Netflix. With love, Netflix. Because I do love you guys. <laughs> with with all the love is monogamy. <laughs> What's that? What's I've never that? Heard of that? No, that is no. You guys know monogamy. So basically, no. it's that thing, and it's got Tony Charles from Girlfriends in it. I, I tried to watch it. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I tried. The worst thing, and it's basically like six couples or something, and they're both having like problems in their relationships. So they go on like this, like a game show or something, but they're on an island. Like it's really, really weird, but it's really awful. Oh, with love, yeah. with love, respectfully. Okay, so the show I had is actually um, a film I've put in this week. It's called A Nice Girl Like You. Um, we can listen to the trailer now. Okay, sexy thoughts. Did I just say that out loud? What? Sorry, just a second. That was what I forgot at the store. I couldn't remember all day. I'm ready now. I don't think you are. Just admit, you're not into sex. It's kind of like you're pornophobic. Try saying something racy. You need to decide. It's me or the porn. (laughs) 
hot, throbbing. You right, love? So, <clears throat> is it as bad as it sounds? Yes. Right. Is it as good as it sounds? Also, yes. Okay. I think... It's just nice to have films that are not that like gripping in the background. Just to kind of like mm. watch something. So the thing of this show is she's had a recent mm. breakup and she's realised post her breakup, I mean, is it true to to, to my life? Maybe. She's yeah. realised that post her breakup that she's not as kinky as she'd like to be. She's like, I'm not really a sexual liberated person. So she mm. makes a sex list and then mm. tries to do all of those things on the sex list. Okay. Right. Okay. Two out of ten, but I would still recommend. It's it's worth watching. Okay. Okay. Not sold. Um, it sounds too happy for me. You know what I like. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a try to pass the time. <laughs> but if you recommend it, it sounds. Do you know what it sounds like? That's going to happen at the end. She's going to try everything, and then the one guy that's like patient with her, she's going to fall in love with him. I was going to ask, what's the moral at the end? Is the moral that she's empowered, or is the moral that she just gets with a guy? The moral is live who you are it doesn't you don't have to be a freak to meet someone apparently just your personal life story yeah <laughs> it's just me oh, she, so she tries the whole bondage thing and then let me guess she gets like stuck in a sex entrapment or something contraption oh, wait, no you guys are talking yeah. very negatively here you're telling me you don't like some um movie tropes that there's some tropes that show up in every type of films and we like it no not for rom-coms i hate all rom-coms yeah same i'm i i am not a rom-com person at all the only rom-com that i like which is also on netflix is um he's just not that into you yeah that's because that's also quite dark <laughs> yeah exactly but that's got like a dark side to it it's not really your typical there's only like one person that ends up happy at the end do you know what I mean that's yeah. that's that's my vibe like do you know what yeah. I mean Every, that's all that matters everybody doesn't need to be happy some people don't make it and that's okay it's okay to reflect that <laughs> do you know what I mean so oh this is a trope that I really can't stand why is it, yeah, that like, all right, you've got two people, they used to go out when they were younger, mm. they've now gone and got their own lives in their own relationships. They cheat on both of those partners mm-hmm. to get back together. No. I think that's very beautiful, actually. I think it's quite beautiful, to be fair. I think that, that goes to show that you guys were always meant to be together. So now, finally, you've gone your separate ways, you tried something new, and then you realise, like, no, that is the lit. Mm. I'm not mad at it. Do you know why? Because I think that, it shows that all love stories aren't straightforward. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody that ends up getting together and finding love and being happy, it's not always like, it isn't always that you meet in school and then you last forever. Sometimes, you know, things happen and then you have to reconnect and it's not always pretty. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that narrative at all. I like that trope. And it's also a lesson in like, don't let your boyfriend stop you from finding love of your life. Right. Exactly. Like you can't let your partner stop you from finding your true love. Exactly. Um, off one comes I mean since we are in this world of lockdown and um everything being filmed on zoom I mean we're doing this um podcast via zoom now there is actually a very it is so sick and it's probably the only zoom type thing that I've watched that I really really enjoyed Um, and it's called social distance all right yes let's hear the trailer This isn't about work, is it? It's me. It's about sitting around doing nothing all day long. You have to get better. I am trying. I don't have childcare. If school is closed, I'm out of options. Have you not been online at all today? That's the problem with y'all generation. Y'all think y'all discovered racism. What am I supposed to do? Sit here and do nothing? We haven't touched each other in weeks. You're never in the mood. 
want to see something kind of cool? Are you smoking pot against... Some of us never stop. <laughs> it's not as happy as it sounds. It's actually, it's, it's, so it's anthology style. So every episode is a completely different story, a different family, a different experience. And it's so true to what everyone's actually experiencing right now. Like they touch on the Black Lives Matter marches. It's, it's, it's so sick. And it's the same makers, I think, as Orange is the New Black. Okay. So you know it's going to oh, wow. be good. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really, really well done. Like, considering it's all, I think a lot of it is like self taped and via Zoom and things like that. It is sick. Is it supposed to be like based on actual lockdown or no? Like, it is based on literal, actual lockdown. So, one of the episodes, it shows like a funeral happening on Zoom because that's the world we're in now type of thing it's, it's re- and it shows a guy who is single and living alone during lockdown is like, like searching his ex on instagram seeing that she's like locked down with her bae and like oh, baking and things it's so true some parts of it is like wow this is literally my exact experiences <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch that that's a really good recommendation yeah. that sounds like a bit of me i think it's scary as well to actually realize the time that we're living in mm. yeah do you know what? I reckon it's time to get into like one of them long shows that you would never have the time to watch otherwise. I know a lot of us did that the first time. Like you watched Friends for the first time during lockdown, didn't you? I was so happy for you. And did it, did it, did it, did it live up to the hype for you? So do you know I haven't finished it? Let me tell you when I stopped it. I was stopped it very, very near the end. It's when they tried to make Rachel and Joey a thing. Yeah. And I was like, this is nasty That's, for me. To be honest, that is when it goes downhill. downhill. I refuse to watch it. There is like a long list of shows where friends got together that didn't need to get together. Thank you. Totally agree. Jo- Joan and William. Yes, girlfriends didn't need to get together. That's true. Joey and Rachel. Facts. Yeah. Hakeem and Moesha. Facts. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that one, but yeah. Do you reckon? No, I wasn't here for that. I just, no, to be honest, Q was so great. But If you hear us say Moesha and girlfriends, these are shows that Netflix USA get to watch on Netflix, but Netflix UK don't get to watch. Mm. <laughs> Licensing is a very complicated process. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive and it's complicated. <laughs> I need to start watching Friends. I've never watched it. It's brilliant. I, I love it. It's so good. And do you know what else I watched during lockdown as well, which was, um, which is really long and amazing and on Netflix, obviously, Prison Break. <gasps> Prison Break is so good. Prison Break is honestly one of the best TV shows I have ever watched in my whole entire life. And I mean that with all of my chest. Wow. Like... The first two seasons especially are so good. The first two seasons are sensational. Like, sen- yeah. it starts to get a bit mad, season five. Why is it always season five that things start getting mad at? Because they've broken out. So, do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, what happens next? But it is so good. So if we do go back into a second lockdown, that, that's nice and long and juicy. It's like a good... yeah. 15 episodes per season. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, it's juicy and it's definitely worth watching. 100%. I started watching How to Get Away with Murder. That's actually a good one. How much can Annalise um, suffer, man? I stopped watching it at season five as well. Every day she was crying. It does get worse. I had to stop watching that because she was really going through it. Here's my question for you, right? Going back to Talani's game, yeah? If you were going to recommend a long... doesn't have to be on Netflix, right? But one of those long things that it's going to take you like six weeks to finish, long series that you would recommend for this second lockdown, does have to be on Netflix. Which would it be? A really good long series. EastEnders. Imagine starting EastEnders now. Exactly. Imagine that. It started in the 80s, bro. You'll be there forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, not EastEnders. That's hilarious. Um, oh, what would I say? 
Do you know what? This is on Netflix and like, I'm sure so many people have seen it, but it's five seasons deep. That's long enough, right? Yeah. Jane the Virgin. Oh, Okay. I, I would say Jane the Virgin. I would. I tried to get into that, and I and I couldn't get into it. I love Jane the Virgin. It was honestly like them filming my household. What did you accidentally get inseminated as well <laughs> with the wrong smell? No, that <laughs> shit wasn't an accident, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it too. I love that they that, that the abuela only spoke Spanish. That is literally like every single Latino household. The abuela will only be speaking Espanol. The mom will be Spanish and English, and then the daughter is like English. But then when she needs to be talking to abuela, then she'll break out in the Spanish. What's her abuela? Uh, grandma. Okay. What would you guys say? I would say there's a, a show. It's, it's probably kind of similar to Jane the Virgin. I, I don't think it is on Netflix. Devious Maids. It's kind of like that kind of like slapsticky type. Yeah, it's it's a comedy, but it's really it's really funny, really clever. And they got rid of it. I was so gutted. On Netflix, a hundred percent Prison Break. That is so good. This is six seasons deep with a lot of episodes behind it. So I would I would recommend Prison Break a hundred percent. Okay, we can't be in this room, right? Without talking mm. about three non blondes being on Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry. God. You guys, well done for that. And for bringing Desmond's back as well. So guessed about that as well. <laughs> Thank you. Three non blondes, I that's me all of tonight. I think I'll bang it out, the whole thing tonight. Honestly. I'm waiting for it. So me and my best friend, when I was in secondary school, we used to watch, we used to play Three Numb Blondes when we went out. Like, no, we would legitimately stand in the middle of like, <laughs> and it was so bad because we were standing for like, Essex, or Dagenham, which was like, very racist. And we were saying, no more blacks, no more blacks. And then they realised, <laughs> like, they didn't realise we were just doing Three Numb Blondes. They probably thought we believed it. <laughs> we would actively like play between <laughs> unblondes so we are going to do a little movie night together I'm going to go around to hers like we don't get to see each other often because it was like oh. since like secondary school yeah I probably haven't seen her like for about over a year now but as soon as I saw it I texted to her like oh my gosh she's like come around we're going to watch it together Aww. and it's going to be really cute and I can't wait I'm so excited to do it's- it so Green on Blondes is, is genius. I'm so happy it's on Netflix, man. Because I feel like, you know, like, um, even though at the time I loved it and I definitely found it funny, I think I'm going to get it a lot more now. Yeah. I think there's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of jokes and a lot of banter that are going to make so much more sense to me now yeah. that I'm like grown, grown. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, I can't wait to watch it. Even the old men of blood clots thing. It's evergreen content. It was proper evolutionary. <laughs> It was ahead of its time. Yeah, it really, really was. And also, I just realised that Netflix is bringing back a lot of like classics um, because Problem Child is now on Netflix. Don't you? Oh (laughs) my! I don't think. I don't think anyone understands. Like Problem Child is an epic nineties like feel. Like it's just epic and do you know what you know um so when they make sometimes they make great films and they try and bring out a third one without the same actor like it doesn't really bang the same way so the first one was sensational this i think problem child 2 is better personally all right okay problem child 2 is better and i have them both on vhs and then they did a third one and that didn't really slap but problem child is sensational sensational for me it lives in the same world as um three men and a baby problem child and home 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 alone Alone, yeah they're all fit in the world of Sensational films. Listen to a trailer. Kids, they're the hope of the future. You two really must have a lot of fun together. Yeah, these little rascals really make life worth living. But Ben and Flo have a problem. Are you absolutely sure there's no hope? Oh, none whatsoever. Florence, why can't we adopt? Okay, let's get a kid. Okay, you want a little baby? Well, old babies are little. It's no problem there. Just this morning, I came upon a seven-year-old. Firstly, 
I'm so excited. Me and Audrey do, do, um, doing that whole trailer, we're just grinning and dancing. But I wanted to say something. How many 90s films do you think include the, f- and the song, blah, 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 bad? That's in so many of the films. So many 90s films. So many films in general. Have that song. They must be getting a bag from the... Yeah, royalties must be sick on that song. But yeah, that film, I'm so excited about it. So it's basically about two, a couple who can't have kids. So they decide to adopt a kid. And um, unluckily for them, they've adopted a problem child and he's a menace. He's just naughty and just like, and I, there's a scene from the film, I won't ruin it too much, even though it, the title pretty much gives it away. Yeah, He's like in school when there's someone's having a birthday party and they don't really like him. So he goes, oh, yeah! to, her, he goes to her birthday party and he throws all her gifts in the pool. Yes! <laughs> he throws every single gift in the pool. And then this girl is just crying throughout the whole thing. And that's just one of many evil things that this kid does, by the way. He's really, really evil, but he just needs to be loved. And the dad really loved him. He was so naughty. And it was my favourite film as a child, which tells you what kind of child I was. Because it gave us ideas. I feel like I was a problem child. It definitely gave you ideas. Because, you know, like in films, they had so many things. It's like, right, if I just had tools, but even like things like Art Attack and stuff, it's like, bro, I don't have a chainsaw in my house. Like, you know what I mean? How am I I doing this? But even like, even in films like Home Alone and Problem Child, like they're so creative with like the things in their house that I would never ever think to like do certain things do you know what I mean I remember once I got beaten because of art attack because I used up all the fucking salt See, yeah do you know what I mean like he'd like, make art out of all kinds of things and do all kinds of mad things but I was thinking about a point just following on from problem child yeah about like films where people adopt evil kids because there's another film on Netflix called Orphan have you guys seen it <gasps> oh my days and that totally Tully, I don't think you'll like it. It's a horror film, but it is no, a mess. Like it, it is a mess. I actually don't think you'll like it. And basically, it's a similar thing. There's a couple that they their child died, so they decide to adopt a child. And so they adopt this, they adopt this little girl. And she's a little bit strange, a little bit to the left, but you know, the the where was she? Like a nunnery or whatever. Like yeah. they were they, Didn't were just they like have a tree eager. as memory as well as their child that passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. um yeah, so they adopt this little girl and mad things start happening in the house and basically Oh, cause I, ruin, I don't want to ruin the plot. Ruin it, because I think I know what happens in this film, because I've read about it on Wikipedia, which is where I read about all the horror films. Right, okay, yeah, so basically, so they adopt this little girl, and she's a bit weird, and then one night, she starts trying to move to the dad, but she's supposed to be like... <laughs> she's, I remember this, I know this film. Yeah, but she's supposed to be eight, and she's called... <laughs> and she's called I hate eight. this, I hate this, yeah. I hate this. And it's really weird, and she's called Eden, and she's from, like, Eastern Europe somewhere, but this is, like, an all-American, like, family, and they've got a son called Max, and no, the daughter's called Max, and a son called Billy, and it's like they're a perfect family I and mean, when they adopt this like dark haired little girl from like Eastern European and I think her name is like Eden or something and then basically you find out at the end that she's she's not eight she's like a 30 year old woman no but then let's go back not only was she trying to move to the dad but then she was trying to kill the wife mm. this is awful what was the process of her decided that she was going to get adopted by this family did she see the dad and decide I want to be adopted by them so she could be with the dad or no no so what happens is they go to an orphanage an orphanage that's the word sorry not a nunnery <laughs> they go to an orphanage <laughs> and then she's kind of like they're just like watching all these kids but then they go up to the room and she's in a room by herself painting and she's kind of just like I'm on the first step I'm gonna get you 
I'm on the set, like being really weird. And then the dad like starts talking to her and she's like, I love to paint. Like I love to paint. And then he's just basically, <laughs> and, then he, and then he has like a connection with her. So then he goes downstairs to the wife and he's like, oh, there's this little girl. She's super talented. Like, I think that's who we should adopt. So then they adopt her and they take her under their wing and she moves in with them. And at first she's a bit strange. Like she always has her door locked and she always wants to shower like by herself even though she's supposed to be eight years old and she just does weird things and then she basically tried to like yeah she tried to kill the the son she tried to kill the daughter she just moved mad she like trashed the whole little memorial thing that they had for their dead child yeah she was proper evil so how did they get rid of her in the end did she get killed yeah she died yeah she dies she died like all horror films yeah yeah yeah. she died but she she had to go man because she was literally she she was literally 30 you couldn't even send her back to the orphanage that wasn't even enough you had to kill this bitch (laughs) she had to go she had to go but that film's messed up yeah that film's messed up I'll wait watch it it's not a bit of you it's not a bit of you it's not a bit of me at all so in a completely like different world because we're talking about parents who can't have kids there's a brilliant film on Netflix called Private Life completely different it's not evil it's not funny it's really really like it's quite slow but i feel like it's probably the most like true to life version of what that looks like and you kind of like leave the film with them not having a happy ending and not having a baby like they try different ways to try to adopt it's it's so it's so good and it's one of them films with very minimal characters so you really get kind of like into their lives you want to know it honestly i would tell anyone to watch it it is so good you're gonna cry you're gonna be like oh my and then Maybe as a woman who kind of has a bit of that fear, I'm mm. like, shit, is this what it looks like? It's it's really, really good film. Private Life, would recommend. Oh, Absolutely. That was a really good recommendation. Mm. I really like films like that. I like films that, not that, that are depressing, but that are kind of more realistic about the things that aren't like fun. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And Same. that's why, yeah, I like that. That's why I liked Afterlife. I know we've already spoken about that, but I really, Audrey, have you seen Afterlife? Afterlife. No, but I probably will like it. What's it about? You will love it. I told you, oh my God, it's just sick. It's, the Ricky, it's by, it's by, um, it's Ricky Gervais. And, but it's really, well, you know, whatever your opinion, it's, it's a really, really good. And I think realistic portrayal of like grief and loss. Cause basically he's like this guy whose wife has died. Um, and like it, at the start, you know, the typical thing of like, he's watching her like, uh, videos and like her giving him advice, like, you know, when she's in, in a hospital with like, cancer and stuff um and it like flips back between those videos and like his life now and it's just like he's just miserable like he's just a miserable yeah. like so for my language he's just been a miserable shit but because he's so sad and hurt about this loss in his life but it's like it's so really like even little things like the, the her toothbrush still being there and like it doesn't glamorize it in any way shape or form like At there's all. not like at the end where he like looks to the sky and like she's he sees it, but no it's just it's just like real life. I love it. I think it's really, really good. I would recommend that if you want to watch something that's like a little bit depressing, but if you've experienced it, you would appreciate it kind of thing. Got it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get to the job of me trying to not get sacked. And let me tell you about the stuff that's coming out on Netflix on Friday. Okay, so what's coming out today? Two things, Over the Moon and Queen's Gambit. Two very different things. I'll start with... I'm really bad at doing like recommendations or explaining what stuff is. And Queen's Gambit is the one I'll start with. Tani's much better at doing this than me. I'll start with this because it's the hardest. Basically, let's listen to the trailer first and then I'll explain what it's about. Men are going to come along and want to teach you things. Doesn't make them any smarter. 
you just let them blow by and you go on ahead and do just what and how you feel like. Someday you're going to be all alone. So you need to figure out how to take care of yourself. Tell the readers of life how it feels to be a girl. Among all those men. I don't mind it. Chess isn't always competitive. Chess can also be... beautiful. So from that trailer, I, I knew very little. So please tell me, Gina. It will put you off because on the surface, it looks like it's about a girl who just plays chess because it's, it's predominantly about that. She plays chess. I know it's already going to put you off, but hear me out, hear me out, please. She plays chess. But really, that is just a front to explain like this darkest coming of age story. Um, she's a drug lord. She's not a drug lord. Well, she kind of, I mean, she takes a lot of drugs. So it stars <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy, who was also in Split. And it's basically about this girl. Speaking of orphanages, it's basically about this girl who is in an orphanage and... Um, the state like supplies the kids with like tranquilizers. So all of these kids are addicted to like these little pills, these tranquilizers that they have to take every day to like keep them sedate. But weirdly, she like develops this ability to be able to, every time she takes a tranquilizer, she can imagine a chessboard on the ceiling and starts becoming really, really good at chess to the point where she becomes like a chess prodigy. So like, um, she's just high. <laughs> she's just, but she's just high all the time. But it's, it's so weird. Like the first episode, yeah, you see her, it's, it's so strange because I was like, I thought I was just going to watch this little girl play chess. But like, she's addicted to these tranquilizers. Like she's, while she's becoming this like chess like protege, then she goes to like this, this thing, but like she's stuffing pills down. Anyway, it's weird, but it's kind of the same vibe as like, I don't know if you watch Ratchet, if you, oh, Talani, you watch Ratchet, but you know how Ratchet was like kind of weird, strange, Ryan Murphy kind of thing. Yeah. American Horror Story, like those kind of dark vibes. It's like that kind of thing where it's like slightly indie and there's like a, a good looking uh, main character who like is kind of weird and dainty and strange and all that kind of stuff. It's like that. I would say give it a try if you like those kind of things. The chest will put you off, but watch the first episode <laughs> and then give it a try is what I'd okay. say. Yeah. Okay. The second one is completely different. This is an animated film. And it's like a cute, it's like a cute film about a girl who's like mum dies and then she like journeys to the moon and like has this journey, a like discovery thing about like, I don't know, all those kind of things. We'll listen to the trailer and then I'll explain. Mooncakes. Check. Bungee cords. Check. We have bungee. Check. Hey, we got company tonight, so don't be late. Fly away. Wish I had the wings to take me high. Mama used to tell me stories of the moon goddess. She's on the moon, waiting for her one and only true love. (laughs) It's just a silly myth. It's not a silly myth. It's real. Right, Papa? Uh. It's you and me, Bungie. We're gonna prove she's real. I'm gonna be there soon. In my rocket too. long flight that's over the moon it is aimed at young kids but you know how there's also adults who like their personality is like i don't know getting into bed and watching like a disney film from their youth it's also going to appeal to those people too like if that's the kind of you know what i mean Mm. um so basically it starts with this is a slight spoiler alert but wait have any of you seen up yeah you know how in up it's like um 
it starts off with like this beautiful montage of a man and, and his wife and like they're having such great times and you just know because they're having such great beautiful times to lovely music that she's gonna die yes yeah. <laughs> it kind of starts like that like they're having so much fun they're making these mooncakes this girl and her mom like they're having so everyone's so happy and there she dies but um the mum used to tell her a story about uh the legend of like the moon, a moon goddess and so after her mum dies, she goes on this quest to essentially find this moon goddess and like she finds all of these amazing things along the way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just really, really cute. It's got like musical numbers in the, 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 the songs are good. Um, yeah, it's just really, really sweet. So Talani, you've got young children in your life. I don't know any young children. Well, I'm going to get Catalea to watch it. <laughs> yeah, Milena, you and your little one can watch it together. I yeah. feel like it would be, it's really, really sweet. It's really sweet. And I feel like you'll like the songs, but, um, other than that, also, the people who star in it, like who do the voice actors, Sandra Oh, you know, she was in Grey's Anatomy, also oh, yeah. in Killing Eve. Oh, yeah. Killing Eve is sick. Does anybody watch Killing Eve, by the way? Sorry, that is a complete tangent. Do you watch Killing Eve? I don't I watch it, you know. I haven't, no. I've heard it's really good, though. I know. The thing is, I, I don't know what I'm waiting for because I know I'm going to love it because I love Fleabag and I love Phoebe. So I know I'm going to love it. I just haven't yet. It's, oh, my that is so good, good. I would recommend that. It's not on Netflix, so I'm, it's very uncomfortable, but it's very, 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 very good. But yeah, um, Sandra O's in it, John Cho's in it. It's cute. You should give it a try when you're on your period or something. You're, feeling, you're not feeling great. Just like, whatever, I want something. Do you know, it's really weird because I actually hate, even as a kid, I hate animation. Like, I hate cartoons. I, like, as a kid, I've hated it. Like, I like kids' shows with real people in it. I don't like, like I, I just hate cartoons. All right, so before we end then, what is the what is the last because I don't feel like everyone Milena, you didn't give us what your if you're gonna tell somebody to watch something over the lockdown, long thing, past five seasons, what would it be? Um, like an actual series. Do you know what? How to get away with murder. I really, really did enjoy that until season five. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was really, really intrigued by it. Do you know what? I love the fucking novellas, the Latino novellas on Netflix as well. <laughs> like there's some long novella on there called Sintetas No Paraíso, which means like without boobs, there's no paradise, because I like, obviously Colombia is so heavy on surgery and cosmetics and mafias and stuff like that so it's like got to do with drugs and women and prostitutes and all of that but um do you know what the last thing that i have watched and it's not a series oh no it is a series but it's short is um song exploder and basically it taps into like um the creative process of artists and when they're in the studio mm. and oh. like how and the last one i watched was alicia keys and Sampha, and i was an absolute tears like Sampa had just lost his mum but he had this um studio session with Alicia Keys so he was like I'm not gonna miss this kind of thing so he went and he was like really really quiet he was anxious he was shy not that he didn't want to do it but he didn't really know how to like deal with all of the emotions that he was dealing with anyways they got in there started doing this guy started playing the piano and they were just vibes and whatever and then the song that they wrote three hour drive oh it was just so beautiful because it actually like came as a full circle because she's talking about her son just being born and he was talking about losing his mum so then when he was like singing on the mic like you know doing like these little random acapellas and stuff like that and like putting down ideas and whatnot Alicia was like I have to have you on this song like there's no way I can't have you on this song she breaks down the beat breaks down the lyrics and then by the end of it you get to see the full the full project and it's fucking beautiful why am I so bad at explaining stuff everyone else is so much better than I'm like well. <laughs> 
You're so good at it. I really want to watch that. What's it called again? Song Exploder. That was a really good recommendation. Yeah, I love Damn, that. You love putting me to shame. They're going to find out that I should not be on this pod. Anyway, Never. thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> it was so nice having you on the podcast. Thank you for, I thank feel like I was kind of, I know you were in my house, but I feel like I was like, part of like receipts plus one. Oh, bless you. Thanks for having us. This was so fun. I've been your girl, Tolly T. Audrey, formerly known as Ghana's Finest. And your mama, Sita Milena Sanchez. Ow. Bye. So yeah, that's it for 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> Thank I've you, been everyone. Your girl, Shana. <laughs> and I've been Gina Moore Barrett. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to find us on the web, uh, you can follow at Netflix UK on Twitter, Instagram at Netflix on TikTok, uh, Netflix UK everywhere else. And you can find Talani. Are you going to give your socials after Jeff told us never to go on social media again or what? That was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, Jeff. <laughs> Whatever, Jeff. <laughs> Kidding. Um, I'm Tolly T on both Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Smile Gina on Instagram and Twitter too. And you can find The Receipts Podcast at The Receipts Podcast on Instagram and the hashtag The Receipts Podcast. Audrey, you are... Garner's underscore finest on Instagram and Garner's finest on Twitter. Milena? And I am Milena Sanchez X on um, Instagram and Twitter and OnlyFans. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Ha 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 ha